Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. College football is officially back, and this week we enter week one with a Thursday night slate of games where there's no NFL games, there's no other show in town going on, and so we've got a lot of games this Thursday. DraftKings and FanDuel both have a slate of games that we can make lineups for, and so we will be previewing that slate here on this episode. Now, I do not know if I will be able to preview every single slate with a podcast episode once the season gets rolling because I'm going to be doing NFL coverage as well as I am a high school teacher and football coach is what makes my money. So I'm going to be a little bit busy during the week, most weeks, but I will still be able to provide some college football coverage and some NFL coverage. I just don't know if I'll be able to do every single slate for college football here on the podcast. However, what I will be doing is offering up a lot of lineups and suggestions on my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Shortly after this podcast goes live, my official lineups for the Thursday night slate will be going live on there also. So make sure you check that out. I assure you it is well worth the $3 a month that you can get for it. All right, like I said, football season's starting soon, so starting this week, expect some weekly episodes of some NFL previews and some college previews here on the podcast, as well as, like I said, those lineups there on the Patreon. So let's get a quick word for our friends from Anchor, and then let's start previewing this Thursday slate. This Thursday, we actually have two different slates, depending on if you are looking at FanDuel or DraftKings. FanDuel doesn't seem to like doing the FBS versus FCS matchups so much as DraftKings does. So there are seven games on FanDuel, and there are 11 games that are on DraftKings. So let's talk about some games that we want to target or we want to avoid based off of the point spreads and the over-unders. First, Tennessee is a whopping 32-point favorite against Ball State. They are projected to score 50 total points in this game, so you need to make sure that you get some sort of exposure to that Tennessee offense on your lineup. Next, Oklahoma State and Missouri are both on a similar track. Oklahoma is projected to score 35 points against Central Michigan, and Missouri has the same projection against Louisiana Tech. They're both fairly big favorites taking on their group of five opponents this Thursday night. Now, the closest game in terms of point spread is Penn State versus Purdue, and with the over-under being over 55, both teams are projected to score over 25 points. So that is one where both teams in it, you have a reasonable chance to put up 30 on any given night. Now, the lowest over-under, and this is probably the game that I would probably try to avoid, is West Virginia versus Pitt. It's the lowest of the night. The over-under in that game is at 51. Now, before we start previewing each individual position, Remember, when you make your lineups, if you want to cash in a tournament or a double up or even beat somebody head to head, the goal on FanDuel is for each player to score two and a half times their salary per thousand dollars. So for example, somebody has a $10,000 salary, two and a half times 10 is 25. You want them to score 25 fantasy points. On DraftKings, you need them to score more than three times their salary. So again, like for example, if somebody has an $8,000 salary on DraftKings, you want them to score at least 24 points. So make sure when you're picking these players, keep that in mind. Think about their reasonable paths to hit those point totals if they are in your lineup. A lot of times it'll just take one big play touchdown to get there, but for other guys, it may take a lot more. So I will preview each position this week, talk about some high price guys and some values, and then let's see if we can start building the lineup here at the end of the episode. First, let's talk quarterbacks. When it comes to the quarterback position Thursday night, the cream of the crop is Hendon Hooker of the Tennessee Volunteers. 
Fun fact, believe it or not, I actually went to high school with Hendon Hooker's older sister. They've got a super nice family, super good people, so I always want to root for him to succeed. And on Thursday night, I think he is going to. He is the highest-priced quarterback on FanDuel. He's the third-highest-priced quarterback on DraftKings. He has a slight running threat. He's not totally dependent on his running, but he can get you points running the football. And given that they're projected to score 50 points, I do believe that he can score the 28 points required to pay off his salary on FanDuel. Last season, in terms of similar games, this is one thing you can really do week one to look at how your guys are going to perform this week. Last season in blowout victories, there were five games where his team won by 20 or more. That's what I'm classifying as a blowout victory. And in those five games, he scored 30 or more fantasy points in four out of five of them. 80%, that's a pretty good number. That's a pretty good likelihood that he's going to pay off his price point. I absolutely want to get Hendon Hooker into my lineups this week. Now, on DraftKings, the same price as Hendon Hooker is Mitch Griffiths of Wake Forest. He's not supposed to be in this position that he finds himself in. Sam Hartman is actually out indefinitely for Wake Forest, so Mitch Griffiths will be stepping into the starting role, and that Wake Forest offense is an offense that can put up points in bunches. They score quick, they score a lot, and they are explosive. So, And they're also playing a very weak opponent in VMI. So I absolutely anticipate Mitch Griffiths to put up a lot of fantasy points, and I actually think that he could be considered somewhat of a value play given that he's not supposed to be in the position he's in. He's supposed to just be the backup. Now, continuing on with DraftKings, this is another one that's a DraftKings only play. I like Emory Jones out of Arizona State. It kind of feels like stealing with the price he's at against Northern Arizona, that's a very weak defense. Emory Jones is a dual threat that can score with his arm and with his legs. They're going to put up a lot of points, and I expect that a lot of those points are going to go through Emory Jones. Now, a guy I like on both sides is John Reese Plumley of UCF, Central Florida. Uh, he is a massive value on DraftKings. I think he's more of a value on DraftKings than on FanDuel. He is very much a dual threat quarterback. He's a transfer from Ole Miss. He kind of got benched for Matt Corral, which kind of worked out for Ole Miss. But anyway, uh, now he gets to play at UCF in the Gus Malzahn offense. And if you've been following Gus Malzahn his entire career, his teams play at an exceptional tempo. He's going to get a lot of plays off, and that offense is going to score a lot of points, especially considering they're playing South Carolina State. So I expect John Reese Plumlee to put up a big number this week. And to me, he is a must-play on DraftKings at his price point. Uh, Looking at the salaries a little bit deeper, on FanDuel, I don't really think there are any real values at quarterback. There's just guys that are kind of all priced right around the same. And so, you know, just kind of pick the ones you like. Look at the team totals for the over-unders. Think about game flow for all these situations these guys are going to find themselves in and just pick the ones you think are going to score the most points. I tend to see myself this week going with the high-priced options at the quarterback position. I don't see myself digging down for a value. Might one of those guys be one of the ones that ends up leading? Sure, but I don't know. I kind of just see myself playing the studs this week at the quarterback position for both sites, FanDuel and DraftKings. All right, let's talk about running backs. When it comes to running backs, I was absolutely startled when I checked the salaries on FanDuel this week. Muhammad Ibrahim of Minnesota finds himself at a whopping $12,000 on FanDuel. And he is only, only in air quotes, 
only 9,500 on DraftKings. He is the absolute prize gem of the running back position in this slate because if you look at his game log, you're only going to see one game. But in that one game, he got the ball 30 times, ran for over 150 yards, and scored two touchdowns against the Ohio State University. So like thinking about this kind of situation he finds himself in now, Unfortunately for him, he tore his ACL in that game, so we haven't seen him since, but that's a game against elite competition where he got the ball a lot and put up a lot of points, so I absolutely think he can hit that point total this week, especially given that they're playing New Mexico State. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to rack up a ton of yards. I just don't know if I can get behind that price for him. I mean, obviously, he is the guy you want to play, but I just don't know if I can get behind spending that much of my salary on one running back this week. Now, looking down the board a little bit, Lou Nichols of Central Michigan is a guy that last year got carry after carry after carry. You look at that game log, he has a ridiculous amount of carries coming over from last season. However, I think he's a much better value on DraftKings than on FanDuel. Central Michigan is going to be trailing in this game, so they may need to throw the ball a little bit more than run it. However, if you look at Oklahoma State's defense, one thing they're famous for is playing with three high safeties. And, you know, just kind of simple football here. Three high safeties is not going to help you with a running back that's getting downhill. So maybe it's a pretty good matchup for Lou this week. I like him a lot better on DraftKings than on FanDuel. But Lou Nichols of Central Michigan is definitely somebody who is guaranteed to see a workload, which in college football, if you're playing a running back, you want a guarantee that they're going to get a good workload. Speaking of which, heading over to Wake Forest, this is a DraftKings-only game, but Justice Ellison figures to be the primary back for Wake Forest this season. Wake Forest is an offense that does it through the air and on the ground, and Justice Ellison figures to be the one that's going to be doing it on the ground. He is one that I would look to play in this game for Wake Forest because they are going to go up big, they are going to be running the football, and I think a lot of those carries are going to be heading Ellison's way. Now, there is one guy that is an absolute green light on both sites for me this week, and that is Dominic Richardson of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a team that, you know, while they have this label as being this finesse air raid team, deep down they like to run the football. And Dominic Richardson is going to be the guy for them this season. I like his price point on both sites. I like the matchup against Central Michigan. To me, he is the absolute green light running back play. Looking a little bit down the board, the the two guys that I think are values are actually playing against each other, and that is Kevon Lee of Penn State, I hope I said that correctly, and King Darroway of Purdue, I also hope I said that correctly. But they're two guys that are reasonably priced. They don't seem to be in committees. They're listed as the starters on their team's depth chart, and I, I kind of like the chances of one of those two running backs having a big night. It's Big Ten football. What is Big Ten football? It's ground and pound running the football, especially if you remember from the Nebraska Northwest game. That's what that game was. So uh, I really like both of those guys for their price point. Uh, I would probably lean towards Lee of Penn State just because I kind of like Penn State's chances in this game a little more than Purdue. Next up, looking down the board, trying to find some values here at running back. When you look at Louisiana Tech's depth chart, Greg Garner is listed as the starter. Um, he is the guy that I would play on this Louisiana Tech offense just because of his price point. But you know, again, Louisiana Tech's going to be down big in this game. They're projected to be down big in this game. So I'm not sure how much points there actually is going to be available for him, how much carries there is going to be available for him, given that they're going to be down. But, you know, if you need some salary relief, I think that's definitely a guy you can turn to. Now, on DraftKings only, I think the value play of the night at running back is Daniel Nata of Arizona State. You know, they're playing against Northern Arizona, so they're, you know, they might want to run the ball a little bit more, start to run that clock out. And Daniel Nata is only $4,900 on DraftKings. 
and he is listed as the starter on all of Arizona State's depth charts. Uh, he seems like the guy that I would want to play in that Arizona State offense as well as Emory Jones. So those are pretty much the running backs I'm looking at for this week. It's really kind of rough on looking for values at running back. I think I might go with a lot of the kind of mid-range guys that I was talking about, like Justice Ellison, uh, Dominic Richardson, and then Kavon Lee and King Darraway. I think if you can go with the mid-range options at running back, it will allow you to play the high-dollar quarterbacks and to play the next guys that I am talking about at wide receiver. Let's take a quick break and then talk about the wide receiver position. Do you wish there was more college football daily fantasy content out there? Well, I actually did, and I decided to do something about it. College football daily fantasy is a very fun game to play. College football is always entertaining to watch. It's one of my personal favorites, and college football daily fantasy is something that gets under-researched and under-reported on very often. So if you are looking for more college football daily fantasy content, head on over to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. We've got college football content coming your way on the podcast and on the Patreon all season long, so make sure you stay tuned. Heading on over to the wide receiver position, the top of the board gives us a great stack opportunity, and that is with Cedric Tillman of the Tennessee Volunteers, pairing him with his quarterback, Hendon Hooker. Cedric Tillman was outstanding down the stretch last season for Tennessee. He was arguably their best receiving threat, and when he opted to come back to school, it gave the Tennessee offense a lot more viability. So I really love to stack this week if you want to stack Hooker and Tillman. Tennessee's going to score a lot of points. Like I said, they're projected to score 50 points this week. Now, if you want to be contrarian and you still want to include some of that Tennessee offense, Keaton and Hyatt are the other two listed starting receivers for the Volunteers. And I think that, you know, there's kind of sneaky value plays. If they find their way to the end zone once or twice, they're going to pay off their salary instantly. So I like Tillman. If you want to be contrarian, I like stacking one of the other two receivers. Again, that's Keaton or Hyatt. Those are the two starters you want this week. Now, Kobe Hudson is the value play at wide receiver on FanDuel. He is a transfer to UCF from Auburn, so that means that he already knows the Gus Malzahn offense. He's already being listed as one of the starting wide receivers, and given that you know he kind of had the talent to play at Auburn, I think he will find his way and find a home nicely at UCF. So Kobe Hudson, that is the value play at receiver on FanDuel for me this week. Now, another guy I like is Mitchell Tinsley of Penn State. He was very productive at Western Kentucky last season, and he's already listed as the starter at Penn State. I think he's got a lot of potential because, you know, generally speaking, if you're productive at one school, you're going to be productive at another. So I like Mitchell Tinsley, and I think this game's going to, you know, it's got sneaky shootout potential with Purdue and Penn State. I think both those teams have the capabilities to put up some points. Now, last season, West Virginia was a very struggling offense, but Bryce Ford Wheaton was their best receiver down the stretch last season. And now that JT Daniels is over there in Morgantown, he gets what figures to be a quarterback upgrade. If you play anybody on the WVU offense, my vote would go to Bryce Ford Wheaton. Now, Doing my research, the Missouri wide receivers are very, very erratically priced between FanDuel and DraftKings. There's like no consistency. There's like no model for how they determined how to price these guys. But if you want to take a little bit of shot with that Mizzou offense, again, they're playing a very weak defense. They're going to score a lot of points. The three starters are Burden, Looper, and Lovett. Those are the three guys you want if you play anybody on the Missouri offense this week. But, you know, depending on which site you're looking at, like, you know, play the cheap ones. You know, if you need to get salary relief, play the one that's cheapest on the site that you're looking at. But those guys are going to be the three that are on the field, Burden, Looper, and Love. Now, if you look at Oklahoma State's step chart, so Oklahoma has four receivers listed as starters, 
Presley, Bray, Richardson, and Johnson. In particular, John Paul Richardson is minimum priced on FanDuel, and so he may be another potential value play, but Oklahoma State is a team that, you know, they will run receivers on and off. So if I'm playing anybody in their offense, one of those four receivers is just as good as anybody. They're a team that's going to score a lot of points, and so I want to get a little bit of exposure to Oklahoma State. Those would be the receivers I would play, Presley, Bray, Richardson, or Johnson. So in terms of building a lineup this week, I am definitely spending a top dollar at the quarterback position. I think there's a lot of guaranteed production with the names that are at the top of the board, like a Hendon Hooker, like a John Reese Plumley, like a Emory Jones, and like a Mitch Griffiths. Those four guys, that's kind of going to be my home this week is those four quarterbacks. Now, I also want to try to stack my quarterback with one of their favorite wide receivers. Maybe not in Emory Jones's case because he's not the most prolific thrower. He's more of a dual threat, but I want to try to stack if possible to give myself the most maximum upside. Now, what that means is at running back, I probably don't see myself spending the top dollar options, but I definitely don't see myself looking down the board for values either. I want to kind of kind of find my home with the mid-priced, mid-range guys at running back. Then at receiver, I got my stacks that I'm going to spend up for, or I've got my value plays that I'm hoping to hit on. And in those value plays, remember, you just need them to find the end zone once to pay off their salary instantly. So just pick a guy that you think has the best chance to score a touchdown far down that board. All right, so that covers us for the Thursday slate of college football games. It should be a good one. Like I said earlier, it's the only show in town this Thursday. No NFL games, nothing else taking away attention from it. I love college football's opening weekend, Labor Day weekend, how they go all weekend long. So stay tuned. We are going to have more college football coverage for you this week. If you want my official lineup picks, head on over to the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. As always, thank you guys for listening. Hoping I can help you guys win some money as this college football season starts, and I will see you next time.